Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. How many of you are ready for the word of the Lord? Amen? I'm ready for the word of the Lord. We have been in a series called The Church, and before I go any further, I just want to say how much I appreciate Dr. Dave Miller bringing a solid word this last week, man. I was, Tina and I, we tuned in, and we were just like, man, isn't it so refreshing just to be able to be and give 100% to that and know that 100% of this was taken care of, and thank you for your gift Thank you for using your gift. Thank you for using that incredible mind that God has given you to be a blessing to this church. It means a bunch to me, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. We've been in this series. Matthew 16 and verse 18 is our key verse for this series. It is, I will build my church, and the gates of hell or the gates of Hades will not overcome it or will not prevail against it. We've talked about up to this point how, how we need to ask ourselves, what kind of church do we want to be a part of? Like, listen, pause right now. What kind of church do you want to be a part of? We've talked about this. You threw out some words like, I want to be a part of a powerful church. I want to be a part of a powerful church. I don't want to be a, a part of a church that's, that's weak and kind of second-guessing everything, right, Raul? I want to be a part of an active church, just like what we just did. Nico, this is his ministry, his ministry. This is something that God said, Nico, I'm calling you to do. But we as a church, and this is how God uses it. We as a church, we're like, listen, we could get behind that. That's that's within our vision and our core values. And I think he raised God through him, raised over twelve hundred bucks. Right. Just to just to give. To that, And it's going to be a whole lot more because I know there are going to be people this morning that are writing checks. What's the, what's the, the women's shelter? It's Crossroads Harbor. So as you're thinking right now, mark that down. You're going to write a check. Crossroads Harbor. That's an offering. And, and they're going to get every, you know what I'm saying? And so God moves on him. Then all of a sudden, why? Because we're an active church, Right? A courageous church, a church that's filled with life, a church that is spirit led. I don't want to be a part of a church that's speaking, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, from a standpoint of we might be able to maybe one day. No, listen, man, we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And there is nothing impossible. Nothing is impossible. And today I'm so excited because I think this is. This is, this is like key. This is the key above all keys. I get a chance to speak about Grace Church being a church that will always be built upon God's word. We are going to be a church. I don't care regardless of what changes, what, how much difficulty there might be. We are going to be a church that stands upon the word of God. And I'm encouraging you this. Like I've made that decision in my own life, Right? If, if, if there's five of us gathering up here and, and there's no more, this is the church that, that Grace Church is going to be. But you have to determine, like today, you have to determine, is God's word going to be foundational and fundamental? Is it going to be the final authority in my life? Because if you don't make that decision now, you're going to be faced with it in the near future, if you're not already being faced with it, and then you may not be prepared and ready, you know what I mean, to stand and make the right decision. So I got super creative with the, with the title today. It's simply called The Word. The Word. Super creative. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the incredible opportunity we're given to still gather up together in this fine nation, this one nation under God, and, uh, and having and exercising the liberties that we have. And we are thankful for that, Lord. And we just pray 
for every single person that is here that can hear the words that I'm speaking, those that are online that are listening to the words that I'm speaking, I pray in Jesus' name that they would know that their life matters. And also, Lord, I pray that they would know that whatever it is that they're going through, that they would know that every answer to life's difficulties is found in the word of God. And I pray in Jesus' name that we would value it, we would cherish it, we would, we would cling to it, and we would stand upon it. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things today. Amen. I want to share a thought with you just real quick that oftentimes, um, Rob, oftentimes how you're reached is how you respond. How, you, how you're reached is how you... Well, what do you mean? That's kind of... I'm not really tracking with you. How you're reached is how you respond. So, so many of you know, some of you don't know, but, but whenever I surrendered to the Lord, I was in a jail cell in Boise, Idaho. I had just gotten pulled over, completely inebriated, blasted, really. I was in a jail cell in Boise, Idaho. I'd gotten pulled over for drunk driving, and I was caught dead to rights. And, um, and I was evaluating my life. Like, I was really looking on my life, and this was one big problem, but it was surrounded by a thousand other problems as well. That's what happens when you continue to make poor decision after poor decision after poor decision. You've got a mess of a life. And, and I was tired. I literally was tired. And this is what my prayer was. It wasn't, it wasn't extravagant. It was literally like a, like a exhausted, not even a cry for help. It was just a statement, really. And it was along these lines. It was along these lines that, man, I'm tired of this life. God, if you can do anything with it, you can have it done. And I'm telling you, that was enough. Like that is how much God desires to reveal himself, to show himself, to move in your life. Like that was the best prayer, Rod, that you could come up with? Really? Like that was it? And, and this miracle happened immediately. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit came into my life and I was sober in a second. And even though I knew that I had hell to pay in front of me because of my poor decisions, I knew that somehow, some way, everything was going to turn out okay. And so, you know what I did? Like, I'm, you serve a really creative pastor. So I had been walking with the Lord maybe like six months, maybe a year. I don't know. It's been a long time ago. But I thought to myself, like in my great mind, in this, in this very creative mind, I thought, you know what? I was in a low place. I'm going to go to a low place and help people. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. And so I went, I, I went through all the classes and I did some jail ministry and I ended up doing prison ministry for about a, for about a year. I went out there. And, um, and so why was I passionate about prison ministry? Because that's where, that's where God showed himself to me, not in prison. I did hard time, like a whole night. You know what I'm saying? But I did hard time a few times, you know, like a whole night a few times. Um. <laughs> it changed me. That's all I can say. I was hardened, you know. <laughs> What's the word whenever you've been incarcerated for a long period of time? What's it called? Institu I was institutionalized. <laughs> 24 hours, you know. Uh, <laughs> I got seven prison tattoos while I was, no, I totally, I did not, I totally, I totally didn't, but, uh, so, anyway, lost one, so, I remember when I was, you know, before all of this happened, I was a bouncer down at Joe's Down Under, at 6th and Main, and, and, um, and, and why, I, I should, but anyway, I drank the whole time I was a bouncer, I remember multiple times going out, it's 2.30 in the morning, going outside, and they had a hot dog stand. If you've ever been at that hot dog stand, nothing good ever happens after midnight. You should never be there. But they had a hot dog stand, and right next to the hot dog stand, they literally would have street preachers that would come, and they, would, they literally would bring their own box. They would stand up on their box. They would open their Bible, and they would preach the Word of God 
in, the, in, the, in a lion's den. I mean, I saw them get ridiculed and just, but they, would, they were faithful out there. Well, guess what? Come to find out the reason why they were so faithful and didn't care what people thought is because this guy was reached in the very same way. And so all I'm saying is, is that, that oftentimes how you're reached is how you, how you respond. And guess what? You're super passionate about how you were reached. This is why some folks, whenever they gave their heart to Jesus, some folks that are over the age of probably 60, 70 years old, feel like hymns are the only way that God can speak in and through music. But it's not the only way. Like when I'm, when I'm 70, 80 years old, I'm going to be saying things like, this new worship is just garbage. You know what I mean? Like, why don't they bring back the oldies like Elevation Worship and, and, and you know, Hillsong or whoever. You know what I mean? I'm just, but, but why? And the truth is, is in my life, it would be Maranatha. It would be Maranatha. Because when I gave my heart to Jesus, I had all of these cassette tapes and those songs ministered to me like no other music ministered to me. That's, that's, that's the music that I learned about, you know, the characteristics of God. And, and so they'll always have a special, a special place in my life. But how you're reached is how you, is how you respond, right? It's interesting. When I, started going out to the, when I started going out to the prison, I probably had read like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, probably... You know, I hadn't been, I haven't been walking with God hardly. I was wet behind the ears. I was, my whole body was wet, honestly. Like I was a, an infant in the Lord. But yet I thought that, man, I am equipped to go into this situation. And I was equipped. Honestly, God's word is, is enough. But this was the deal. Wow. While so many people, man, they were just thankful that I was there and that, and they received the, you know, the word, I'm telling you, I quickly found out that there were people in that prison that knew a whole lot more about God's word than I did. And it didn't take much to challenge me. In fact, some of, there was one guy in particular that, that said, ah, I don't believe that. And, and I couldn't argue it back because he knew the word more than, a lot more than I knew the word. And, and the next thing you know, I'm discouraged and I'm second guessing. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm second guessing. Why am I here? What if I, you know, I thought I was just going to tell him, hey, Jesus loves you. And even though you're in here, you can be more free than people out there. You know, I mean, and they were just going to swarm. We got to get baptized. We got to get, you know, we got to, yes, fall. That didn't happen. In fact, Quite the opposite happened. They could argue why, why the Bible, you know, they could argue why the Bible, you know, was fallible or, or they didn't believe this because of that, 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 that. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> and so what I found was, is I was very comfortable in the kiddie pool with my water wings on and my life vest and, and the, the water was ankle deep and. And I had my snorkel, you know, like I was very comfortable in this situation. But when I was challenged by somebody that knew or leaving, it looked like they knew more than than what I looked. I was I was my confidence just went completely, completely out the window. And I'm telling you, the, the truth is, is that there was a period of time where I thought, you know what, I'm just, I, I, what was I thinking? I, I'm not called to be out here. I shouldn't be here. What, what were you thinking? But instead of allowing those thoughts to take root and to, and to be planted in my mind, I quickly got rid of them. And, and I started focusing, like I was in the kiddie pool and I started focusing on the deep end. And I looked at the high dive. The high dive wasn't even anything that I would even allow my peripheral vision to look at at the beginning. But I started kind of looking at the high dive. It's like, wow, what do I have to learn to be able to climb up that big ladder? 
and to walk out on the on the end of that diving board and to and to have enough courage and enough faith to jump and know that you know what I'm going to be all right and so it challenged me up and I'm just telling you this that our churches are filled with people filled with people that for years years and years and years and years and not everybody is going to be a theologian and not everybody's going to you, you know what I mean but I'm telling you we have people Come on, in the church, not this church, the church, that have stopped growing. We've gotten comfortable being saved, and we're flopping around in the kiddie pool. And I'm just telling you this, that the days ahead of you, I keep saying this, are going to require more than the days behind you. And you have to know God's word. You have to be planted on God's word. You have to know because God's word is being challenged today. This isn't something that's happening in the future. This is something that's happening right now. And if you don't know it, you, you, you're going to buy into a lot of the things that a lot of Christians are buying into that are just absolutely wrong. They're blatantly, they're blatantly wrong. So today I want to give you three passages that you need to know well. Three passages that you need to focus on and you need to know well. And these passages need to be underlined in your real Bible. Not just, not just you know, a note in your phone. They need to be underlined in your real Bible. The first one is this. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. It says this, all scripture. It doesn't say some scripture. It doesn't say most scripture. It doesn't say a little bit of scripture. It says all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, you and I, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want you to know this, that all scripture is God-breathed. And listen, you may read a scripture like John 3.16 or, or, or Matthew 6.33 or everybody quotes Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. You know what? You may know a scripture and you're like, yeah, I know what that scripture means, but listen to me, there are buckets and buckets of revelation, and there's buckets and buckets of truth on every scripture. Like I'm telling you that, and I've sat under, like some people's minds just really blow me away. I've sat under some incredible teachers where, where they will take a passage of scripture and preach series of messages on series, not just one message, Trust God. Not just two messages. Series of messages on, like some of these Bible scholars, man, they can, they can spend years and years and years in one book of the Bible. And so I'm telling you that God's word is alive and it's active. And when you get to the point where you're like, that scripture is in there for this reason and this reason only. You've missed it. That is why you can read God's word and it minister to you in one way today. And then 10 years from now, read God's word again, the same word. And it ministers to you in a completely different way because it's living. It's alive and it's active. And God knows how to get his word to the point Come on, to make a, a difference and bring about life and change in your life. So mark that scripture down in your Bible. The second one is 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 19. It says this, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place. And I'm just telling you, our world is a little bit darker than it's ever been in my lifetime. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. And so it wasn't like Isaiah said, Hmm, I've got a couple of thoughts that I would just like to pen down. And, you know, they, some of them might be right and some of them might be wrong. But maybe they'll be able to hope, you know, I hope that they'll be able to help somebody 
you know, down the road. Luke didn't just kind of corner up one day and say, I've got a couple of thoughts. Come on. These men were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. God himself is the author. God himself transfused himself into the word. You cannot separate God's word from God. It is him. It is the living word, right? And so there's no separation of the two. These men were moved on by God and they pinned the, they were like the pen in your hand. They were just the vehicle in which God used, come on, to make it plain so that other people could read it here today. But please understand, God himself is the author. Prophecy never had its origin in the human will, it goes on to say. But prophets, though they were human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So I want you to know this, that God carried these prophets along by, by his word. Now listen, God will also carry you by the very same word. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going to be going through. I don't know what your future holds. I don't know what you're facing right now. But I know this, that if the Holy Spirit come on, carry the prophets by the, through the word of God, then he will absolutely do the same to you. And this is why it's vitally important that you know it, that you spend time with it. Don't treat it as a job that you need to get marked off of your list every single day, but learn to fall in love with God's word. Learn to fall in love. Learn to look forward to the time. It's like, Lord, here I am. Here I am. I'm, I'm fixing to open this up. I'm asking you, God, that you would reveal yourself to me today. Give me what I need or give me what somebody else in my life needs. Come on, from my time spent with you in the word today. Come on, the word of God will always carry you. Hebrews, this is the third verse. Hebrews chapter four and verse 12. Underline this, please, in your Bible. You're gonna need it. For the word of God is alive and active. Listen, there's no other Bible, there's, there's no other book like your, your thesaurus, the dictionary is not alive, it's not active. You know, whatever series of books that you're reading right now, though they may be entertaining, they are not alive and they are active. This is the only Bible, this is the only book that is alive and active. The Word of God is alive and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I'm telling you, listen, you can't allow your emotions to dictate what's true. You can't allow your feelings to dictate what is true. Come on, your feelings will lie to you. Come on, it doesn't matter what Washington, what's happening on the hill. It doesn't matter what culture embraces. It doesn't matter what your favorite TV show or the, or your favorite news channel, you know, is, is, is spitting as truth. Come on, none of that matters. Hollywood, it doesn't matter what their thoughts and opinions are. And guess what? Let me tell you one thing else. We live in a day and a time where you can't even trust the church down the road. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just, just in our community. I'm telling you that we live in a day and a time where evil, it was prophesied. There's going to be a day in the day, in the last days where things that are evil are called good and things that are good are called evil. I'm telling you just real quick. I was, I did a, I was doing some research on this. I came across a video by Oprah Winfrey. I'm not going to name drop and Oprah is not, I'm not a fan. If you are. Don't hate me. But I'm telling you, I came across an interview, and this isn't very old, where Oprah, come on, was, was, was interviewing some mainstream pastors, some pastors that honestly I've looked up to and you've looked up to, where, where, where you've never met them, you've never known them, but they've shared information, and you're just like, wow, man, I really grew from that. So there was a question that Oprah was asking these pastors, these pastors that, 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 that you like and I have liked. And this was the question. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an LGBT question. It wasn't a, it wasn't a homosexual question. It wasn't, it wasn't one of a thousand questions that could have been asked that you've got this side and that side. This was the question. Are you ready for it? Is Jesus the only way to heaven? That's the question. 
And I'm like, waste of time, all these people. Of course he's the only way to heaven. Of course he's. That's not what happened. There were some that said, you know what? That's really not up for me to judge. It's not up for me. Or, you know what I mean? There's God is love and there's multiple ways. And these are some of the people that I'd listen to. Let me be really clear. Jesus is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. He is the only door. There's no back door. You can't come through the window. Come on. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through the Son. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. The, 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 we, Mamby, Pamby, Wimpy answers why because it might cost something. I'm telling you, I don't care what the cost is. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it even right now. Whatever the cost, you have to stand on the word of God. And if you're not going to, then I'm going to stand alone. Because it's going to be challenged. It's being challenged right now. Why would you have a mainstream pastor that has so much influence and, and has done so much wonderful things for the kingdom of God give a wimpy answer like that? It's not, a, it's not a this and those or us. It's, it's like, listen, if I share the truth, then automatically it might offend somebody. Guess what? The word of God is offensive. And thank God it's offensive because when it offends, it says, listen, I'm wrong. I need Jesus. I need, I need to be changed and transformed. Like I have to deal with the conflict that's in my life when my life doesn't line up with God's word. Thank God it's offensive, right? Thank God it brings conflict. I would still be doing the same things I was doing if there wasn't a little bit of conflict resolution. And it wasn't him bowing my direction, it was me bowing his direction, right? My goodness. What are you gonna preach if you can't preach Christ and the cross? You know what? It, by them not answering that question, it turns Jesus into a liar. They can't even say he's a good teacher because good teachers don't lie. Jesus is a liar. If you can't answer that question, Jesus is a liar and you shouldn't follow him. <sighs> he's not a liar. He is the way, the truth, and the life. All right. So your life and my life needs to be built upon it. When God's word, this is a powerful statement, but I'm going to share it with you. And I'm not even going to apologize for it. When God's word does not govern a life, that life is meaningless. Oh, meaningless. I mean, can't you find a better word than? No, listen, because I believe that we were created on purpose and for purpose. This is the other cool thing. I was talking to some people. I don't even know who it was, but after the second service, I'm like, how cool is it that Dr. Dave, you and I, we were chose, as well as all these other people, we were chose to live right now in a, in a very interesting time. Like, that's not accidental. And, and so, as, as wild as it is, God somehow sees fit that you're a part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like he, trusts, he trusts us to stand you know, for him when, everybody, when a lot of other people are not, when it's not popular. Let me tell you what's happened in my life. And it's happening right now. In my life, there was a long period of my life where it's been super popular to be a Christian in the United States. I'm not talking around the world. I'm just talking in my world. You're a Christian? I'm a Christian too. Woo, woo, woo. Praise the Lord. In my life, it's moving towards it being super popular to not being real popular. So are you gonna, is your circumstance of, of the way your world is gonna change God's truth in your life? Better not. Ooh, that's good. Amen, Pastor Travis, that's good, that's good. What good is it to gain the whole world but yet lose your soul? So the word of God is a weapon against the devil. It's one of the things that he attacked first. Did God really say, remember in the garden, in, 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 uh, to Eve? 
Did God really say? Tacked it, challenged it, right? It's 2021. Kind of an old, antiquated, outdated word, isn't it? Kind of needs updated, doesn't it? Don't you think they should come out with a new version that's a little bit more? No, because God's word doesn't need updated, right? It doesn't, it's not like your computer, your software, you know, you need your telephone, your, your cell phone, telephone, <laughs> your cell phone. Would you like to install this update? It doesn't need that. Like it is, it is on point throughout whole time, all time in eternity. All right. The word is strength for those who trust it. It defeats temptation. It releases power. The word heals. It directs and it encourages and it does so many other things. Come on. The word of God changes a life. It changes a life. D.L. Moody said this, the Bible was not given to just increase our knowledge. The Bible was given to change your life. And one of the other things that I see a lot too in our world today, and I'm, I'm kind of jealous a little bit about it, but there's a ton of people, they've got like a trap for a memory. If they hear something, man, they can just bring it up. Boom, boom, boom. That's not me. Um, but, but, but sometimes people collect information just to have information, Right? And, 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 or to debate, or to, or to argue well. Have you ever met somebody that just likes to argue? No intention of any, anything changing, but, but I'm telling you what, that that knowledge is, it's more than just head knowledge. Come on, God wants to give you his truth to change your life, so that your life is not the same that it was, right? So that you could be broke free from, from the, the lineage of your family. Like, listen, alcohol has been in my family, you know what I'm saying? My grandpa dealt with it. Uh, it's just been in my family. I dealt with it. Like my grandfathers in my life are parallel. It's so crazy. It's creepy, cre crazy, crazy, creepy. So, so similar one, you know, to the other. But I'm telling you what, my kids don't have to have that. My grandkids don't have to have that. Why? Because we could break the chain. We could break the chain, right? Love that. You can break the chain. You got stuff in your family. You can break the chain. I, I know some of, your, some of your stories. And so when you're faced with decisions in life, like we need to get back to, and we've gotten away from this, even in the church, we need to get back to asking the question, what is the word of God? What does the word God say? We've got a light that's doing funky things up here. I don't know if you... Just pay attention to it and shut it off if you can. I don't know if you can, but uh, Psalm chapter 19 and verse 7 says this. The law of the Lord is perfect. It's refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure enduring forever the decrees of the lord are firm and all of them are righteous that means that all of them are righteous the decrees of the lord there's every single word come on that's 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 in the bible um, is righteous that means that means the ones that you like and the ones that you don't like how many of you know there's some of the some of the word especially if it if it brings about conflict in your life there's some parts of the word that you don't like and I, and I don't like. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's difficult. But guess what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what my feelings are about it. At the end of the day, it's, 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 it's righteous, right? The, ones that you, the words that you understand are righteous. And guess what? The words that you don't understand, well, they're righteous too, right? And so, so we really need to know that, that when God's word is popular, it's righteous. And when it's unpopular, it's still righteous. It's always perfect. It goes on to say the word is more precious than gold, pure gold. They are sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. By them, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is a great re reward. I want you to know that whenever you stand for the word of God, you know what I'm saying? There's a reward that comes, that comes along with that. Please don't be wimpy and wavering whenever you're approached with, what do you think about this? It, like, if you don't know what else to say and you don't want to argue, you know what I mean, with your family over Thanksgiving, you know what I mean, because that's when a lot of these things come up, you can simply say this. If you know that this is what God's word says about the topic, simply say this. This is such, I've used this. It doesn't matter what I believe about it. 
I believe it's true, but it really doesn't matter what I believe about it. God's word says this. And so at the end of the day, I trust in God's word. Right? And so it kind of diffuses the situation, but you're also standing for the truth. And you're saying, hey, listen, I don't want to fight with you because I know your intentions aren't really to figure out what the truth is. You want to argue and blow up this whole great Thanksgiving. And, and I came to eat a lot of dark meat turkey and, uh, and I'm not leaving early. And so, so anyhow, um, I want you to know, church, I've said it. I'm going to continue to say it. The press is coming. The fight is coming. It's here. You need to know. You need to make Sure in your mind what the ultimate authority in your life and your family is going to be. And, and guess what? You can make that up not being perfect because you're never going to be perfect. See, some people, we buy into the idea, I can't really stand for anything because I'm not perfect. Well, guess what? I'm not perfect either. And there's not been anybody perfect except Jesus Christ. And you can still stand on truth. You know what you could do? You can take somebody with you on while you're on your own journey you can stand like listen we're not there yet we're broken but we're getting better but that's where we're going come with me you like that (laughs) come with me come with me that was weird felt weird felt weird so when you put God's word first Regardless of leaders, regardless of professors, regardless of friends, regardless of media, regardless of families, when you put God's word first, God's word gives you direction. In a world that's lost and nobody can agree and everybody's saying different things, we need some direction. And the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We used to sing a song, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Come on, I love those songs because it gets the word in you and a cool tune with it too. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. I love this church. I love that. That's awesome. You didn't leave me out there hanging. You didn't leave me out there by yourself, by myself. It also brings about protection. Come on, it is our safeguard. It's our shield. It's amazing to me, and I was one of them, Let me just ask you, when when the world started going crazy, how many of you bought another gun? When the world started going crazy, how many of you bought five guns? When come on, I know you you just don't want the government to know you got guns. That's why you're not, that's not why. Listen, I don't work for everybody's like, I ain't saying nothing. Well, I'm telling you, I bought guns and I lost them all in the river. I couldn't, I couldn't get my hands on enough ammunition. I, I, you know, thank God there were people in this church that was willing to, to sell some of theirs. I was like, you know, now I at least got guns that can shoot instead of just, you know, like a presentation on the wall or something like that. But I'm telling you, it's crazy. The world goes nuts and we're like, we got to protect ourselves. We got to defend ourselves. We got to, ah, and there's not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. All I'm saying is, is that like, that should not be your first go-to. Your first go-to needs to be this, God, what in the world is going on? And, 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 and getting into his word as Christians, like if we're not going to do that, like who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And I'm telling you what, God's word can protect you better then you can protect yourself. Even with all your mad skills and training and all of that other good stuff, come on, God's word can protect you better. Psalm 119 verse 11 says this, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The third thing it does is it brings about correction. Nobody really likes to talk about this one, but God's word will correct you. And I'm thankful for this one. Probably is more than any other, any other one because He chastens or he corrects who he loves. I'm grateful that God corrects me on somewhat of a regular basis. God's word is never wrong. When we drift, we get off course, we become fearful. God's word is the compass or the GPS that brings us back to where we're supposed to be. If you're talking to somebody and they say, listen, I'm not sure about that scripture. This is a great response to that person. You can say, well, I'm not sure about you. <laughs> right? 
If you're talking to somebody and they say, I don't know if that's true, you can say, I don't know if you're true. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going to stay with the word of God. God's word is the foundation. A foundation means to be planted on or in something, right? And it will cause you to stop. When you've got God's word as a foundation, what will happen is it will cause you to stop being so careful. And we live in, in a time where everybody is so careful not to offend. And this is why you've got these wimpy. Listen, you don't go out to just offend people, but you can love people by tearing the truth with them. In fact, this one specifically, if you lie to them, you don't love them at all because they may not come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because of you. You're a stumbling block instead of a stepping stone. Do a study on that. Their blood is going, people's blood is going to be on other people's hands because of the way that they lived their lives. Whew, that's a big one, big one. All right, so... When God's word is your foundation, you will flourish. I'm wrapping this up. Say amen. amen. You will flourish. Psalm 1 and verse 1 says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates. Come on, it's important for us to meditate, not just read it, but to meditate Day and night on God's word, he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. That's my prayer for you, that in your family, your job, your life, your work, your finances, your ministry, your purpose, that you would live a prosperous life. You know, we missed a we just lost a great man. Uh, Tom Steele just went to be with the Lord. His, his service is going to be this Wednesday here at the church at, uh, at 10 a.m. And, and uh, I encourage you to come out and, and be a part of that and support the family. But you know what's cool about a life lived that's transitioned is whenever you've lived it for the Lord, like there's no question. There's no, there's no question. And everything that I've ever heard about this man has just been top-notch. It's been solid. It's been incredible. Wonderful things have been said about him. And I believe that that is largely due to his relationship with God. So number two, when the word is your foundation, you will be able to fight the good fight. I'm not going to go into that any further. You already got that. All right. All right. I want to share with you, and this is my, this is my closing thought. When I was at the church that I was previously... Uh, youth pastor at there was a our worship leader his name was Don Christensen and Don Christensen was 51 years old 51 years old he was about he was about 12 or 13 years I think older than I was at the at the time and so um, anyway um, Don had never smoked a cigarette in his life never even tasted a drop of alcohol in his life and he came down with a with a lung cancer and immediately I thought, oh, God's getting fixing to show off and, and super strong in my faith. And I just knew that God was going to raise Don up and it was going to be a miracle. It was going to be a testimony. Wow, Don had this and then God showed up and, and had that. Well, through a, a course of hardships and, and it was very, very ugly, um, just, just how it deteriorated and ate his body, Don Christensen went to be with the Lord at age 51 51 years old and I'm telling you it really messed me up because I knew that I knew that I knew that I had faith in God's word that God is a healer and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that if anybody was gonna or deserved to be raised up in my mind that it was Don Christensen so that I knew 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 that he was gonna be raised up and he died and and went to be with the Lord and I remember the struggles that that I had you know following that you know, I really stopped praying for people because I didn't really even have the faith to believe that God was going to do what he was going to do, what he said he was going to do. 
So I really stopped praying. And when I was forced to pray for people, it was one of these weak mamby-pamby prayers like, Lord, you know, if you really want to, if it's your will. Da, 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 da. No faith whatsoever. Not me standing upon the word of God. Not me courageously. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I know things look desperate and down and out, but we still serve a God that is capable and able. Like there was none of that. It was like, Lord, you know, if you want to, you know, just these weak prayers and then I remember, I don't know if it was six months or a year later, the Lord really started messing with me and, and dealing with me just a little bit. And, and I felt like I was called to, you know, start preaching, you know, on healing and faith and praying for people and getting back to, you know, where I was because I knew I was messed up, but I was having this conversation. It's like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. You know what I mean? Like I could get up there and I could share it, but I don't know if I can share it with conviction because God, this happened. And this wasn't supposed to happen. It was like almost like I could almost hear dogs like, go preach faith, man. Go preach healing. Go. See, there's a time in our life where when things don't turn out like you think they're supposed to turn out, you still have to trust in God's sovereignty. Right? You have to trust that God is God and you are not. And this is the other thing that just kind of slipped out of my mind. I kind of was putting way too much emphasis on this life and not the life that was to come. It's crazy how we can do that, even as Christians, you know what I mean? Jesus, pretty powerful, last few words, I go to prepare a place for you. That we're in, I and my Father and that you might be there also. Like that's the, like this is this and that is that. Huge. This. This isn't the end game. Thank God our life starts here. Amen. But Don Christensen is alive and well. Tom Steele is alive and well. My dad, which I, I did the service for, is alive and well. The people that you love are alive and well. You know what was happening is I found myself in the kiddie pool one more time with my floaties on and my life vest, my little snorkel and my eye goggles. And I was in ankle deep water safe doing pretty dang good but there are times where God is calling us calling us deeper he's saying listen you kind of drifted back over to the kiddie pool in this area see that high dive what do you got to do to get there what is it going to require for you to get there first of all take them floaty things off Second of all, you got to get out of the pool. You got to start climbing the ladder. Third of all, you got to have courage. Fourth of all, do you have faith that you're going to be okay? I do. And I'm just telling you, church, that now is not the time to stay in the kiddie pool. The Lord is giving us this moment to fall in love with him. For some of you, over again or to go deeper in your love with him than you've ever gone before. And I promise you this, that as you, you will get into God's word and not just read it because it's a thing that you need to check off your day, but just read it. And if you don't get any further than a couple of verses and you just kind of meditate on those couple of verses, that's great. But just spend some time, spend some time with him. Amen. One of the scriptures, one of the many scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures, and it's probably one of yours too, is John 3.16. For God so loved you. God so loved me. God so loved Travis that he gave his only begotten. That means the only son. There's only one begotten. His name is Jesus. His only begotten son that whoever, whoever, that means you, that means the worst person on the planet. You're not the worst person on the planet. I was just, it was a very, very, you or the worst person on the, on the planet. If you would believe in him, that you would not perish, but you would have everlasting life. And I want you to know that that life starts today. For those of you that are away from him, those of you that do not know him, those of you that knew him and, and you're still, I believe you're, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how all that works, but whether you're saved or not saved, like you can solidify it like right now just by saying, you know what, God, I'm a sinner. You know, I do that. Your pastor does that pretty often. God, I'm a knucklehead. I've sinned against you. Lord, I'm sorry. You deserve my best. Please forgive me of my sins.
please cleanse me, Lord. And God, my heart's desire is that I become more like you. And I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where I'm not going to sin, but that would be pretty cool. But I'd sure like to do it a whole lot less than what I do it now. The only way that that's going to happen is by your Holy Spirit. By you coming into my life and changing me from the inside out. And I know, God, that that's done multiple ways. But one way it's done is through your word. I love you and I love your word. And I know I can't separate those two. So I just love everything about you. Forgive me. Come into my life. Help me to be more like you. In Jesus' name, I pray that. Every time I pray that with you, I pray that with me. Right? It doesn't have to be a one and done. I'm I'm good, man. I'm going to heaven. We have struggles. We have shortcomings. I want you to know this. Wherever you're at right now, if you want to make a decision for Jesus right now, I want you to be bold, and I just want you to raise your hand. Right now, raise your hand. Awesome. In the back. Awesome. Thank you. Anybody else? Awesome. Thank you. Doesn't that feel good? You know what we used to do, ma'am? You know what we used to do? I'm like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Let's stand and pray together. We're going to ask Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior. We're going to ask him to forgive us of our sins. I'm going to pray. I want you to repeat this, but I want you to make it your own. And I want you to repeat it loud enough to where the person next to you can hear it. And then if there's some secrets that you definitely want to give to the Lord, you can whisper those under your breath. But if it can be mentioned out loud, let the person next to you hear it. Amen? Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for loving us so well. Thank you for loving me so well. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to wash me clean, make me new. Fill me, God, with your Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord, to fall in love with your word more tomorrow than I am today. God, whenever I sit down and and I begin to read it, God, not out of obligation, but out of desire, I pray, Lord, that you would just show yourself to me. Change me, Lord, into your image. Change me into who you are. Change me into who you are. More like you. That's my desire. So God, forgive me of my sins, but also be the Lord of my life. By your Holy Spirit and by your word and by prophetic word and by people, whoever it is that you want to use, God, if there's a message that I need, I pray, Lord, that you get it to me and help me to be obedient to do what it is that you've called me to do. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you. I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.